World of Warcraft community is the best community ever. It is so good. Around how much it's helped solidify friendships, you know, like... The third faction is the important, is truly the most important, because we all have a say in it. Hello everyone, and welcome to The Third Faction, a podcast about the community of World of Warcraft. I'm your host, Meetinoth, but you can call me Demi, and I'm joined by the man who can. It's Bricko. Hey Bricko, how's your week been? Good morning, Demi. It's uh, been really, really quite fun. Um, I got to play quite a bit of World of Warcraft, and you'll be pleased to learn that I am joining the Death Knight squadron oh. for Shadowlands. Um, <laughs> I'm going to play Unholy because I always wanted to, and it was never good. Um, and now it is. <laughs> well, I wasn't good at it. Maybe that's better, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just started, he was at level 100 and he's at 106 already in like eight hours or whatever. It nice. goes really fast with that Winds of Wisdom buff. So, um, and then my little mage got to 56. And then when I decided on the, on the DK, she's going to sit at 56 for a bit here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're having a bit of a moment here on the Third Faction today, as Bricko and I are both huge, huge fans of our guest. And there's only really one way to introduce him, by saying he is the original Lawmaster. It's none other than Nubble! Welcome! Welcome, Nubble! Hello, everyone. You kind of you stole my thunder right there. It's no fair. That was my I intro. I to try! <laughs> <laughs> And Brico, you have bumps. one heck of a radio voice. Oh, I could listen to that all day long. Like, yeah, I went to the racetrack and I played my Death Knight, and it's like nice and sultry, like some. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I... That's yeah. a heck of a compliment. <laughs> it really is, because I think the same of your voice, sir. <laughs> oh, I thank you. But original lore master, I don't know. I'm just noble. I love telling stories and I love the Warcraft lore, and that is what I do. And we're very grateful because you do it so well. Oh, thank you. So what have you been up to in Warcraft in the past couple of weeks? Uh, well, uh, planning for Shadowlands release. And then all of a sudden we found out that we got a yeah. whole bunch more time before release. <laughs> and uh, on stream we've been doing like old raids and mount runs. I got the uh, Brewfest Ram. And I don't know if just at the end of the expansion cycle, there's a lot more farming going on, so therefore a lot more dropping, or if yeah. they actually tweak those numbers because the luck has been insane. I got the Brewfest Ram. I got like two pets in the Ruffy Highlands. We then took the raid into old raids and we saw the Red Scythe. We saw the Mount from Argus. We saw the Doggy <laughs> Mount. Wow. There was loot shining all around and it was fantastic. Hey, have you guys That's noticed? Awesome. Oh, sorry, Demi. No, no, go ahead. I was just wondering if you guys have noticed um, I've seen a lot more invincibles lately since mm -hmm. it seems like since Fraz got his or theirs that it like, you've seen a lot more people getting invincible. I wonder if they changed the numbers or if it's just a, it's like this, this myth going on that at the end of the extension yeah. cycle, they'll just tweak the numbers to get more dropping. But at the same time, you could also argue there's a lot less to do at the end of the cycle. So more people are farming. So you'll see it more happening. I don't know. I we just had insane. Sure. Life. Yeah, I think it's the latter that there are just more people doing the farming, yeah. and that's why. Because there's, you know, people are looking for other things to do, aren't they? So mm. it's, um, I think that's what it is. I haven't been farming Invincible. I, um, I've been trying to get Lawmaster. Unbelievably, having played since Wrath, I don't have it. I'm quite shocked that I don't. But 
I've been working a bit on that. I took part in Tally Essen's Long Boy giveaway, which I'll talk about in a bit more detail when oh, we get neat. to Community Heroes. That was that was so much fun. So I bounced from your stream novel over mm-hmm. to Mr. GM, over to Tally Essen, and then into Haughty Chicken. And it was it was lovely. It was like the best stream I could have asked for. Because as a viewer, you're like just going from these lovely people to these other lovely people. It was wonderful. Um, so I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, and the the long boy giveaway was amazing. Did you um, win? But no, unfortunately not. There was four over four hundred people. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, I'll, so what? I'll talk, I may as well talk about it now. Um, he so obviously Tally was streaming, and he'd been contacted by a community member called Vextheria, who had said, "I have enough gold to buy two long boys, but Oosh. I've already got one." I want to give something back to the community. Mm. Um, so they organised to do a giveaway on Darkspear EU. You just, Tally said, roll a level one human. We're going to RP walk from Northshire through to Stormwind Keep. Huh. And we're going to spread loads of love while we do it. So everybody was like, got all their pets out, shouting spread the love as we RP walked. It was, it was just a really nice thing to be mm. part of. Mm. <laughs> got up to the Stormwind Steps. Tally asked everybody to line up, like a former orderly British <laughs> So we all lined up, and he worked his way down, like down the queue, taking everybody's name. Um, and the queue went all the way down the steps. And you know how uh, the steps split into two and then come back to the middle. So they went down the left hand side of the steps, round back up the other side, and then all the way back down again. For four hundred, you know, four hundred characters basically. Um, wow. I think I think it took him about an hour to get all wow. of the names and everything. Um, and it, everybody's having a lovely time, and you know, it it was just fantastic. That's so that, that's cool. So Tally and Vexteria are part of our community heroes this week for sure. They were just amazing. Mm-hmm. It was a lovely gesture and lovely thing to do. Um, so yeah, so I took part in that, and it was fantastic. Um, that was definitely a highlight for me this week. So, yeah, and apart from that, chugging, chugging away, done a little bit of BT yesterday, um, but they've wiped all of the non-60 characters, haven't they? Well, I think they've wiped all characters. Yeah, just the realms so. are clear again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also a whole so, new wave of invites for fresh blood into testing and whatnot. Mm, yeah, so I went in wanting to level through and couldn't. They were only giving oh. me level 60 characters. Mm. Um but it meant that I got to go see Draka. <laughs> so that was amazing. <laughs> and then Alexandros. And I almost cried when I saw Alexandros because it's just like I have a huge, huge love for the Mograine family and their storyline. So that was incredible. Um, but obviously, the big news this week was that Shadowlands has been delayed. Mm. Yeah. So how do we feel about that, chaps? I think it's... Uh... It, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I forgot to say in, in my part of WoW, I got the beta. Mm. So I then, awesome. then I found out after that that they were delaying. So I think I I must have broke it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just means I think more it's time a good testing, thing. really. Yeah, right. More people, more time, new eyes, maybe. 
And for oh. me, I, uh, I I honestly didn't expect it. I really did not think that the Blizzard that we have today is still the kind to delay it until it's ready to go. And I even told my stream, um, like Mr. GM had this whole, if the pre-patch goes beyond a certain date, I'll shave my head. Unfortunately, <laughs> I can't shave my head anymore. I'm already there. <laughs> so um, I told my stream, like, if they delay it, I'll, I'll do a, a wig stream. I'll put on a wig and I'll, I'll stream with it. And what did you know? It actually delayed it. So now we're going to get uh, the pre-patch on like the 14th or the 15th, something like that. Which is, of course, going to be the character customization, where you can like glamour up your character, make it look pretty. And I'm going to look very pretty while doing it with a wig on. Maybe two. Maybe like a rainbow and like a Fabio wig, you know. We'll, there you go. I, I, we'll I make it happen. I think we need to have the selection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah, browse through them. And and you could get people to like redo, redeem channel points or something for a change of wig. Oh, that's a really good idea. Because they've been itching to get rid of those. Maybe like deposit 100,000 points and I'll put on the rainbow. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, so that's I what I got to can... look forward to. I think you can get ones with unicorn horns in as well. Ooh, okay. Pink fluffy <laughs> unicorn. Okay. <laughs> I got this. No, but, I can, but honestly. I, I've got lots of cosplay experience. I can send you loads <laughs> of videos. <laughs> But it's like I've seen the response from people, and it's it really sucks for those that took off time for their work or whatnot. And I really think the Blizzard, when they announced the release dates, a lot of content creators and a lot of beta testers at the time, they were like, "Are you sure? Like it's Corona period? We would understand if it's 2021, you know. Just take your time." But no, we got the October release date, and now it's like, okay, yeah, we need to change it. So what should have happened was back then just give yourself more time didn't happen thankfully they did make the choice as in okay we just can't launch it like this it's just yeah. for anybody who's been testing it you know there's still a lot of work that needs to be done i don't think we will see the perfect launch because that's also a comment that i saw like if with the delay the game is still imperfect they're going to be so mad be prepared to be mad because it's not going to be a perfect yeah. game. Right. never ever has it been a perfect game but it's just not ready to go yet there's still class balancing still systems need to be implemented cutscenes and whatnot just a lot of work still needed. And I'm really, really happy to see that Blizzard can still win that battle in that regard and actually delay it until it's ready to go. I agree with that. Yep, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm one of those people that I took time off um, and I was very happy about the release date because it just happens to fall when my child is off school for the week. Mm. So I wouldn't have to do any school runs or anything like that. Um, and I'm, I'm self-employed, so the holiday side of it isn't a problem. I can switch that. But I will have to get off school runs whenever it launches now, unless it launches like over the Christmas holidays, I will have to take, I will still have to get up in the morning and do a school run. Sure. And that will obviously mean I can't stay up late on launch night and stuff like that. But whatever, you know, <laughs> I'd rather have a game that is playable, even if there are still some bugs and kinks to be worked out. I'd rather right. have something that's playable and that feels like it's got that blizzard polish that we're all so used to mm. um, than, you know, what is currently on beta is, a little bit broken. Sure. Just a little bit. Campaign's not working. Yeah. You know, classes yeah. that abilities are still not working. But no, 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 just release it. I took time off. I'll I'll play your beta game. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. I uh I didn't I didn't take time off of work for such things, but I did clear it with my fiance and the twenty sixth happens to be her birthday. Ooh. And I just figured out if we uh I asked if we could spend some time together Sunday. And then I could have Monday night to do, which would have been, you know, to do the World of Warcraft thing or whatever. And she was very cool about it. She's like, no, that's fine. That's just fine. And that's why there's a ring on that finger. Yes, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> a rather large one, too. Not to brag, just, just saying she's worth everything to me. She's my forever. 
Oh, God. <laughs> okay, I'll go back to Tinder now. I'll keep searching. There <laughs> yeah. must be someone in there. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast novel. We'll talk about that <laughs> <laughs> Shall we get to the business of the day, then? Certainly. Greetings, sir and or ma'am. Okay, Bricko, would you like to take standard questions or guest-specific questions or community questions? Because we've got a hell of a lot. We could share the communities and I could start with the, the first ones. Okay, let's do that then. So you take the standard questions first. All right. So, Mr. Nobble, mm, are you blue I... team, red team, or purple? I am yellow for the lore. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I play Alliance the most, but that has to do with when I started in the game. My buddy who got me into the game had already chosen a human mage, and I didn't know anything about Warcraft or Blizzard or whatnot. So for me, it was easily chosen like Alliance. And now that just kind of flows in there because you're used to the zones and you're used to the abilities and the characters and whatnot. Had I known the story back then, I'd probably have gone Team Red for the Horde because the storyline is amazing, but I didn't. So for me, um, mainly play Alliance, but I play both sides and I want to see all the story. Sure. Cool. Cool. Um, what, uh, what, what start? Well, we kind of just heard what started you playing, but what got you hooked into playing World of Warcraft? Ooh, um, that is a good question. Like, like I said, a buddy of mine got me into it. He, uh, we had been playing Star Wars Galaxies over the summer together and uh, we're talking classic times here. And when he showed me this new MMORPG, I was like, nah, 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 I don't want to spend another summer in a video game, dude. That is too much time. Meanwhile, 15 years later. <clears throat> uh, but that's not here nor there. And he, he showed me that trailer. And, and when I saw like the hunter fighting with the Tauren and uh, the dwarf, I was like, oh, this game looks awesome. I need to try it. So I made my hunter uh, on the Alliance side. And instead of the dwarf, I chose the night elf because the night elf had like this ability which said, if you die, you'll move faster. And I was like, yeah. that's for me. I'm going to die a whole lot. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> that's going to be really useful. And I log in and you enter uh, Teldrassil, where if you might remember in Classic as a hunter, you could fire off one arrow and then you would like melee swing until stuff died. You wouldn't get your pet at the start and all that stuff. And I thought the game was really boring. So after an hour, I logged off and I was like, it's not really for me. I'm sorry. But it's, it started scratching in the back of my mind. So the next day, I played for two hours. The next day, it was for three hours. And by the time we did like the whole wetlands run, and by the time we met other people, and we saw Horde for the first time in Ashenvale, yeah, I was, I was slowly but surely getting hooked. It wasn't an instant love, but it was slowly grown and developed. And then before I knew it, I was playing Classic for like a year, uh, nonstop, 24-7. Not a healthy way to do. Don't follow that example. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I got into it. Very cool. Where's uh? What's your favorite place in game? Ooh, uh, I don't really have a favorite place in game. I, I'm not really the type that goes to a certain area and just hangs out there. Um, but I mean, areas like Nagrand are gorgeous. Oh, yeah, uh, Hill has beautiful areas. Uh, pretty much anywhere where you can see a good sunset are nice areas to hang out in. Very cool. Um, so. What's your what's your favorite activity um, in game like PvP, questing, dungeons, raids, anything other um, than that? It, it kind of depends on the expansion itself because it kind of changes. Um, back in Classic, my favorite activity was the whole raiding thing and staying up to like six in the morning, talking <laughs> to people in the Idle Forge Inn, and it's like, how is your life and how is my life? You know, meeting people. 
Um, then I took a bit of a break from the whole raiding thing, so it became more like questing and engineering. Ralph the Lich King and got into the storyline. So then it was, ooh, what's going on here? What is this storyline? And then back in uh, Battle for Azeroth, I, I picked up the whole raiding thing. So then it became Mythic Plusing and raiding and simming and gearing and all the systems combined to it. Of course, st story will always be a section of the love for it. Um, but the motivation to play the game has, has usually evolved. Sometimes it's the people, sometimes it's just the story, and sometimes it's really the gameplay. Favorite thing to do, if I had to pick out of all of them, the, the one that I spend the most time on must be leveling. I love just turning on Netflix on the second monitor and just veggie out and be like pushing automatic buttons and like, yeah, <laughs> I'm level 80 now, level 90 now. Ooh, Doctor Who, you are a good episode. I have watched so many shows. <laughs> <laughs> like Lost and Buffy and Charmed and Doctor Who and Breaking Bad. It's not even the leveling itself. It's just you can veggie out for the entire day and feel like you've done something, you know? Sure. That's exactly what I do. Yeah. <laughs> almost with the same shows as well. <laughs> yeah, lo leveling's always near the top for me, but I don't have a second screen. However, I do have a TV right behind Ooh. my computer so I can watch, you know, a wild game or, you know, whatever in the background. So or do it like do it like classic old school style where you just minimize wow to one corner of your screen and then the show <laughs> in the other corner. That's how it did in classic. It was amazing. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Speaking of classic, uh, do you have a dark portal story? Like your first time through or battles near it or something along those lines? Like my first time through the dark portal, excuse me? Yeah, like do you have a dark portal story? Like I had mine, my guild came and ushered me through and it was really a neat deal oh sadly no um like between classic and the burning crusade i took a break from the game from the first time if i understand the question correctly uh, yeah jump in if but i don't could, well it, yes and or it could be another memorable experience like um when sylvanas so dropped the yeah. what so if, for example i don't <laughs> have a dark portal story because i wasn't there but for me my equivalent is the first time i saw the wrathgate cinematic that's mm -hmm. and i and i just sort of I actually, I think I pushed myself away from my desk and went, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and, and then, and that was, that's where sort of my law kind of love really started to develop because you saw all of that story and then you got the battle for the Undercity. So is there something that has just made you go, oh my God, this is incredible. Oh, moments that really stood out for me. Um, mm. I remember the day and we're going to go back into Classic, where I made my Night Elf that was hanging out on Teldrassil, and you go into Darkshore, and you got like the foresty areas, and you're like, oh, this, this is a cool world. And then a buddy of mine on the human side, he was on the other side of the continent. So at some point, he came pick me up, and he was like, come on, we're going to take a boat, I'll guide you through the wetlands, and we took like a group through the wetlands run, and like these crocolis that come out, and <laughs> you know how it is. But at some point, you enter, you go through the tunnel, and you come up into Idenforge, and I remember seeing the snow and the city and i was like there is snow in this game how big <laughs> is this game what <laughs> <laughs> that was a moment that stood out and and the thing that sparked my lore exactly the rough gate that was one of the first cutscenes that I actually put into the game and just wanted to know what the heck was going on here like like who is this boulevard character who is this lich king character what is going on here like the, the rough gates is what sparked it back then. And before I knew it, I had like, well, wiki open like 50 different pages with information yeah. going on. <laughs> and that's where that all started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Seeing Eye of Forge in the snow. Oh, man, what a moment. And then you had to go back because I forgot to put my Hearthstone on Eye of Forge. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrific.
Yeah, weren't we uh, elites uh, for part of that scenario for the Wrathgate? I think our tunes were elites, if I remember right. We had a huge amount of HP, and we had the. I'll have to go. I'll go and do it again when we get the new leveling system. I'll go. And, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll probably play through it. Will they re-implement the Wrathgate then? Oh, that's right. They well, took it, it out, still, didn't they? Got, the, no, the, the, you can still see the you can still play through and see the cinematic. You can't do Battle for Undercity anymore. That's, that's where okay. Um, but the you still play when you play through Dragonblight, you still get the cinematic. You still get that storyline. Oh, okay. um, and Alex Strasser still comes and lands, and then you can go and talk to her and see it again if you want to see the cinematic okay. again. And then she tells Tress um, is like, "Nah, don't tell them yet. The Bofors alive. Mm, They'll find out on their own. Don't, yeah, don't worry don't about tell it. Them about, don't tell. What is it? She's something like." They mustn't know the fate of the paladin or something, isn't it? And yep. they say it in Draconic as well, so some yeah. really clever people have been able to translate yeah. that. Yeah. That's oh, cool. Just so good. <laughs> yeah, that one got the shivers from that one. Yeah. What's <gasps> What's been your best experience in the WoW community, Nobble? Ooh, there have been so many. Um, That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah. Um, if, if I, like, one that immediately jumps to mind would be BlizzCon. Uh, BlizzCon was insane. And yeah, you have to understand for a Dutch boy to go to a convention like that for the first time and to meet is an overestimation if I say thousands that are like, hey, we love Warcraft, let's talk about it. <laughs> never a dull moment, never a conversation that fell silent because you're all sharing that passion for the same game. So BlizzCon is up there, PreachCon, which is on a smaller scale in the UK. Where you just hang out, burgers and beer, and you just, you know, have a grand old good time as well. And that was one where I actually stood up on stage as well. And I'm, you know, I'm a shy boy. I'm, you know, I'm not used to being on stage and be like, oh my God, people are clapping for me. Uh, hi, I'm, I'm <laughs> hope you're all doing good. Those moments stand out. But also, um, I, I still have a deep appreciation every time I turn on the stream and there are actually people that show up in chats. And I'm like, cool, we can actually hang out and talk about stuff. Um, because it's it's mental to me that people are actually you know interested in my little little corner of the internet where we can geek out about lore and answer questions and just chill and hang out. I've met some really good friends along the way as well. So yeah, a lot of them to be honest. Awesome, that's cool. So then on the other side of it, what's been your worst experience and how did you overcome it? And would you have advice for others in a similar situation? Um, I I don't really have a worst experience with the community. I mean, that's that's a real blessing. Um, but never have I been like, oh no, I I need to solve something with the community. Your fingers crossed that it never happens either. Um, no, nah, but that's also maybe that's also because I just you know I'm here in 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 my corner of the internet to talk about the Warcraft lore, and that's about it, right? That's that's the thing that I want to do. Um, and maybe that's that's also a way to avoid more negative. I mean, of course, you'll get negative comments from time to time. I remember one, uh, which was <laughs> somebody didn't like the way that I rolled my R, and they thought like oh. you need to leave, um, <laughs> and they didn't like the way that they talk. And I'm like, this is just you know, this is the way I talk. I'm sorry, but but, but it's I iconic. I know, it is I now love iconic. Yeah. But it's, that's ridiculous it's not even like the, the thing is when people comment on it like you roll your r too much i just emphasize it in the next yeah. video because i'm like i like my rolling r and how do i deal <laughs> with it most of the time i ignore it because it's the internet you know it's 
sometimes it's taken a wee bit too seriously and i'm like you know yeah okay cool i i talk differently you don't like it that's all fine that's all good so most of the time i just ignore it and sometimes i'll, I'll try to engage it and see what's going on and see if i can resolve it especially when people call me out like you made a mistake in the lore or uh, this and this is wrong where did you get that from and i love that because if people call me out I'll, I'll stay on my toes and i'll try right. to make sure that my videos because at the end of the day nobody knows everything and mistakes happen we're all humans um but some interesting conversation discussions have come from that but all in all no not really any massive negative experiences thankfully yeah good for you that's awesome mm. awesome awesome um where did you find your wow community uh the wow community found me really uh <laughs> again i am blessed and very lucky that people actually enjoy what i make and it was never my intention to build something like this it's really a, a hobby that got out of hand like i started making videos burning crusade periods that is old school youtube time wow. where you could still upload music without copyright nonsense and um it was just guild events that I uploaded. There's screenshot contest. I was watching them the other day on stream as well, where it's just like five pictures, and that is my screenshot contest. And one of those pictures was mine. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> then in 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 Ralph the Lich King, a friend of mine had a really hard time with a daily quest, and it's like I tried to explain it, they didn't get it. So it's like, hang on, I can make a video. You can see it in real time. So that was one of my first guides. And in Ralph the Lich King, I really got into soloing as well, solo old raids. And back then, they dropped so much gold. And as a paladin, as well as the Death Knights, um, I figured like if if my newbie ass can do it, anybody can do it. You might have some pitfalls here and there, some some comments that might help you along the way sure. to not wipe like I had. And I just made solo guides, which, especially in the guide section back then with the YouTube algorithm, guides were really easy to find, like how to mm. dot, 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 work wonders. So I had those. And then eventually we entered the Cataclysm periods where people like Jesse Cox and Total Biscuit and Bao Crandor and the game station kind of rose up. And I was watching those guys and I was like, if I ever get the opportunity to make beta videos, I'm going to grab it with two hands. I'm going to make my channel. I'm going to do this. It's going to be great. And what did you know if Mr. Pandaria rolls around? Mr. Pandaria had this, if you subscribe for a year, guaranteed beta access. I was all over that. I was like, this is my opportunity. And I got my beta and I made my videos and nobody cared. Nobody cared about my beta <laughs> videos. There was, there was like this, this one request, like, could you show us how group loot worked? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I went to the Death Knight area. I killed a group of people. I looted it. And I was like, let me do it in slow motion once more. So you actually get the <laughs> picture because maybe you didn't catch it the first time. Thank you very much for the request. Um, if you have any others, by all means, let me know. Like that, it's it was difficult building up an audience, but I was lucky enough to make one video. It was called Fetamore Destroyed. And back then I was in the lore and I was really into making these videos. I love making videos. And this video really picked up because it was at the time where nobody knew what was gonna happen with Fetamore, with Jaina, uh, all that good stuff. And it was a speculation video. It was wondering what was going on. And that one got traction. And it made me realize, mm. like, okay, people enjoy the story. I enjoy the story and I enjoy making these videos, let's combine it. And that's how uh, I got into the whole making Lorecrafts or Lore Warcraft videos. And uh, that's how the community started growing. And then Warlords, where the story got really confusing and the Warcraft oh, movie, uh, that we picked up. <laughs> even, even at BlizzCon, where we're like, yeah, we're trying to explain this whole time travel nonsense, but just go with it. We just wanted <laughs> to bring these orcs back from the past and it's all good. And uh, yeah, that's how we got yeah. there.
I can't, I still can't get my head around Wad, but the only reason I, the only way I look at it now is it was just a setup for Legion. It was the setup that they needed to get Gul'dan in to bring back the Legion, and mm. that's it. And that, also, if, if, also somewhat of a support for the Warcraft movie, because the Warcraft movie dove yeah. back into the first Horde, and this was the yeah. expansion to explain that. And then it just kind of became the expansion that could have been, but never was, because there were so many threats and things built up, and so many game mechanics that never made it in. It was a real shame. I really enjoyed Wad, but not for, you know, the story, like you said, was confusing, but I liked the gameplay and I loved the scenery. They did a nice job with it, but it just, that timey-wimey stuff. <laughs> well, like the leveling and the start of Warlords was fantastic. The hype yeah. was real, but then we realized, you know, besides raiding the, the expansion, just, you know, go into your garrison. Here's a selfie cam. Here's a shipyard. Yeah, the selfie. Like, yep. <laughs> is this it, Bliss? Don't you have more for us? Like, nah, this, this is what you're going to do. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> what does the WoW community mean to you? Everything. Oh, that's that's real simple. Um, I am incredibly blessed and lucky to have a dream job like this. And despite how much work and many hours you put into it, um, it's rewarding to have people comment. It's rewarding to have people hang out on Discord and to watch your stuff and just enjoy and geek out about the lore. Uh, sometimes you'll get comments from people that are trying to make a competition because, of course, I'm not the only one that tells the story sure. of Warcraft. But I've never been of the competitive mind. I've always been of the mindset, like, there's so many different ways to look at the lore. There's so many different ways to look at the story. Of course, be welcome. Everybody should have a lore channel and make those videos. Everybody right. should. It's fantastic. But for me, it's... Um, it's it's a dream come true, really. It's It's opened up doors into personal life. It's... Uh, some of them in the darkest moments, I've just been able to focus on my videos and have fun with that. Yeah, it's been great. And I never expected it to run for like eight years now that I've been doing this. Maybe wow. nine. Good for you, dude. It's insane. And I hope many, 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 many more. I have no uh, illusion that this is going to last forever. But for the moment, I'm enjoying every single bit of it. Yeah. I hope we get more years of that also. Thank mm. you. <laughs> Shadowlands hype. Oh, there we I'm go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who do you admire in the WoW community and why? Ooh, that is an interesting question. Uh, there are a lot of people that I really admire. Uh, people from the past, like I mentioned, Jesse Cox and WoW Crendor and the Game Station. Like, unknowingly, they have inspired a whole lot of people to start up yeah. their YouTube channels. And, um, not even by actively doing anything, but just being present and having an open mind and sometimes offering advice. Um, I also find it really hard to give a shout out to one specific person because then you're also excluding a whole bunch of others. Sure, other. yeah. Uh, like Sean Copeland comes to mind. He is a historian over at Blizzard. Anne comes to mind, also now a historian over yep. at Blizzard. Uh, Taryn Gregory, of course, but just... To have some, a company like Blizzard Entertainment, and I, I've compared it to something like Nintendo in the past. Uh, a few years back, Nintendo decided that they wouldn't allow YouTubers to make their videos anymore uh, unless they signed a contract oh. specifically with Nintendo. And, uh, you know, that's the whole copyright world because Let's Plays and, and making these videos, at the end of the day, if these companies want to be difficult about it, they can. But in the case of Blizzard Entertainment, they've always been very supportive and motivating in yeah, take our content, make your own with it, go nuts. I really appreciate that. I really, really do. Uh, you yeah, know, so do we. <laughs> yeah, for sure. we it's love like free advertising. 
Yeah, that as well. Like, it's a symbiotic relationship, of course. We hype yeah. up the game, they give us the content to work with, and at the end of the day, it all comes together. But they could be very difficult about it, because the same could be said about Nintendo. And Nintendo has changed their mind now. Uh, back then, it was different. But yeah, I'm, I'm really appreciative of that happening, and, and anyone else in the community that is currently... Uh, you know, working their ass off, trying to build up something already there and just keep on making that good content. They're all very inspirational. Never have I ever had like, oh, look at that other channel. They're doing so great and I'm not. No, instead, <laughs> let that motivate you to push even harder and be even better. Let's don't let envy or jealousy consume that bit like I'll never be as good. No, tell yourself I'm going to be even better and try to work with that. It doesn't work every day, but most days that's definitely works. Sure. Awesome. Inspiration, not motivation. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we move into the guest specific questions then? Ooh. I shall flex my law fingers. <laughs> 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 so obviously we couldn't have somebody with as much law knowledge as yourself on without asking some law questions. So to kick off, if you could change one event in Warcraft history, what would it be and why? Um, as a note, by the way, um, we might want to put this on the start of the podcast as well, but spoiler alert, because we already kind of talked about <laughs> Malpraxis and Draka and Alexandros and whatnot. Um, but what comes to mind right now would be the ending for Battle for Azeroth, or just Battle for Azeroth in general. Uh, for those unaware, Battle for Azeroth started off with the Alliance and Horde Faction War, and it basically became Mr. Pandaria 2.0. And we were all kind of hoping, well, I, sorry, I'm not going to speak for everybody. I was hoping intro cutscene, lots of tentacles, world taken over. That was my hope. I wanted to see the tentacles. But instead, it became the faction war as the A-line story, and then yeah. the old gods was the B-line story. And what happened, for the first time in the history of Azeroth, Nazoth, an old god out of its prison, has never happened before. And the impact wasn't really there. The ending cinematic of the palace... Eternal Palace was like, oh, cool. Nazoth is out now. Mm. Neat. What's going to happen next? And there wasn't really anything. And then we enter the final patch where Nyalofa is trying to take over this world. And you got to keep in mind that Cataclysm was Deathwing in order of Nazoth. And Deathwing did way more to the world than Nazoth with his, ooh, I'm going to take over the Vale and Uldum. Are you terrified? <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not really terrified of this. You're an old god on the loose. What is this nonsense? And then you go into the final raid and you laser beam him to death. And OPS, oh, all the other old gods are gone as well. Azeroth is cleansed. And it's like, really? <laughs> you build up Nazov, an old god in prison since the dawn of time, and it's over? So I would have changed Battle for Azeroth and turn it around, make the faction war, the sideline story, and Nazov, the main story, right from the get go. Yeah. Uldu, Mr. Pandaria taken over, or the Veil taken over. And then have that old god's present increase. And you can still somewhat do the same storyline, but have him be more of a threat, more than Deathwing. Like your minions shouldn't be outstaging you. Right. You know? <laughs> or just don't kill Nazoth at the end and just have him be uh, something that comes back later. But that doesn't seem the case. Now, of course, people are asking isn't it a vision of Nazoth? Are we not just all being, you know, is it a nightmare, a dream? And that is, you know, they can always do the Super Mario 2 ending where it was all just a dream and it was yeah. never happening. <laughs> but that theory can be applied literally to every storyline. You could say, like, in Classic, in Cafu, and Ankiraj, we all died and we're just living our nightmares right now. It's shit storytelling. And they should have made, in my opinion, different choices. And when it comes to the faction war, 
uh, and I've said this many, many times, once again, it was the Horde being the aggressor. Once again, it was the Horde that's the catalyst into the faction war. A war chief gone wrong, Alliance and Horde work together. I would have just loved to see the Alliance start the war for a change. There are There's plenty of opportunity. There's Gen Greymane, there's Azerite. If they had done... Tyrande by now, if they had yeah. done the Siege of Lordaeron before the Burning of Teldrassil, the whole dynamic would have already been different. Would that make the Burning of Teldrassil good? No, of course not. But it would be a reaction rather than an action. And that is different storytelling. I would have loved to see that. Yeah, yeah I, I have a theory that Tyrande is, um, well, effectively at the moment, she's sitting in Hydril, isn't she? Mm -hmm. Overlooking Orgrimmar. There's nothing to stop her blasting it to shit, really. So right. I think there may be you know, a switch there where they become, we become the aggressors. And I, I say we as in the Alliance. I'm not sure that the Tyrande sees herself as part of the Alliance right now. So there's also that, you know, there's yeah. definitely potential. Um, like we've already opened up the floodgate for spoiler. You guys are good as that with that as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we know um, if we look at the Shadowlands intro, the Peacekeepers are kidnapped by Sylvanas. So a Bane, a Jaina, a Thrall, and an Anduin, they're taken out. They're gone. Um, so the aggressors, a Gen, a Trellian, potentially, a Lyria, you know, other people that could start up again, they're left behind, um, especially in the case of Trellian and Illyria from Shadows Rising. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, using the lights to contain a prisoner and then the voids to enter their minds. There is for the greater good, of course. Like we gotta do whatever it takes. There is in quotation marks for <laughs> the greater good, yeah. <laughs> and there is so much book. that they can play around with. But the problem is, even in Battle for Azeroth, there was potential for the alliance to be the aggressor, and they didn't take it. And some way, Blizzard still has this mindset of the original hordes, they are the aggressors, they're the invaders, therefore the horde is the aggressor and the invader. And it's such a shame to see that. They, they don't have, you know, they don't want to turn it around. That doesn't mean that the Alliance are always the good guys. No, they've done messed up things yeah. as well, of course. But right. in relation to what the Horde does, it just doesn't balance out. As well as the Horde's identity is usually what the War Chief's identity is. Think, for example, a Sylvanas, a Garrosh, a Thrall. And there's much more to the Horde than just their War Chief. Now, thankfully, we're going to see a council. So hopefully that's going to change. Um, but I would just love to see the identity of the Horde be more than the War Chief and just the Alliance, the aggressor for a change. Let them be, you know, even the Alliance themselves. Well, not everybody. Again, we're not talking for everybody. But even the Alliance themselves has so many characters that could be like, yeah, we can be aggressive in this. If you remember the Darkshore intro, oh my God, where the, where the Horde is like, for the Horde, we're invading. And the Night Elves are standing there like, please, Mr. Orc, I don't want to fight you. Are you kidding me? These are the Night Elves. <laughs> These are 10,000-year-old warrior maidens, and they're like, oh, I don't want to fight you. It's like, no, you're in their forest. There's a Malfurion, an Archdruid. In, yeah. in, in an RTS, there would have been no way that the Horde took Darkshore. No way. Right. But of course, it's World of Warcraft. Yeah. It's uh, that whole... Uh, like, <laughs> you, like, you read about Malfurion in the books and stuff, like the War of the Ancients and things, and he was a badass. And you get him in-game... And all he does is say, Taronda! And it's just... And take a nap. Probably a weed nap. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Taronda and Malfurion are just poorly done in-game, whereas in the books, yeah. they're fantastic. And even the collector's edition that came with Battle for Azeroth told a better story than what it did in-game with a lot more motivation and information. 
Um, and it's just a shame to see that the night elves are being used as, yeah, they're, they're just the tree-hugging hippies, and don't you feel right. bad for what happened to them? It's like, no, this is not what the night elves are about. Why yeah. is there such a disconnect between how the community views the night elves and how Blizzard sees the night elves? Right. That's why I've always liked Maev Shadow Song, because she takes no fucking prisoners. She's out yeah. there. She she is a little, you know, she's not, she can be a bit brittle and a bit difficult sometimes, but I like the fact that she is, she doesn't take any prisoners. She has a mm. mission and she is a night elf who, her and Chandris kick some butt. Mm. Um, and they, they just go, get on with it. So anyway. Anyway, we'll, we'll ask another question or we could just keep talking around it for all. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which lore character do you love to hate? Uh, I mean, Tronda and Nefanos. Yeah. Maybe Malfurion as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I was waiting for Nefanos. God, I don't like that dude. And he's built to not be like that dude is. Um, I mean, he's been dubbed the biggest simp in Warcraft. Uh, like, Sylvanas, <laughs> I'll do anything for you. Let me lick your boots. And it's it's the way that they portray the story. But you love to hate the guy, isn't it? He's he's snarky and he's like, oh, oh, you're the champion of Azeroth. I don't think so. You're not Sylvanas. I don't care about you. Puh. Where's my Banshee Queen? And he's just that character. And in the case of Tron and Malfurion, they're just so annoying. Tron, my love, where are you? I'm coming! <laughs> Shut up. Be awesome. Be a druid. Yeah. I think seeing Malfurion in that Darkshore cinematic when he actually, you know, he's held off for so long and you're just like, come on, dude, you, you've been around for 10,000 plus years and you've never embraced how powerful you actually are to benefit your people finally doing something and, and I, I want more of that and what I happened afterwards like that cutscene was badass yeah. like tell her we are coming and what happens afterwards yeah. does the finals die no do they do anything significant no they take out no. one Valkyr in between of them resing like two new dark rangers it's like cool an alone ritual what else you got and then it's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> they could have done so much there I don't know why they didn't yeah. I, I don't I, well, I my I have my fingers crossed and a slight hope that them sitting at Hyjal is just Taronda brooding and getting ready to unleash pure hell. Have you um, have you read Shadows Rising by chance? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you know of the meeting and you know of her mm. giving the horde a chance, like bring me her head and whatnot. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. then there's Shadowlands. Like the story will continue. The Night Warrior is going to play an important part. Yeah. Just saying, you went through this epic ritual to reclaim Darkshore and they don't even show in game that they reclaim Darkshore. No. We know it from BlizzCon and we know it from Shadowlands. Oh. But they don't even show in game like yeah the horde's kicked out now. That's okay, cool. And now you got dark eyes, like nice ritual, isn't it? I, I wanted yeah. to see so much more impact on the horde and it just didn't deliver. I never finished the Warfronts because I lost interest with the story. You know, I did Darkshore, but I think that was in Stromgard. Is that well, that's a Rathi, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that yeah. those are the only two I did, and I just between I didn't I don't I don't have a whole lot of time either. But that story didn't drive me, man. It it just and it's know. a poor way of telling the story as well because the leaders are constantly rotating and it's constantly yeah. a rotating battle. And at the end of the day, you just got to wonder like, okay, who exactly won those war fronts? Now BlizzCon they said that the alliance both won Arafi and Darkshore. Yay. But nothing shown in game. Like <laughs> what? Okay, cool. Yeah, and you've, I mean, when you've got people like Lady Leandrin 
on the horn side in a raffi and you're like, well, hang on, she's, you know, they're significant lore characters and suddenly, so we're, have they just moved back to, has she gone back to Silvermoon? Where is she now? What's happening with her? And yeah, it. It's a, I know it's a gameplay kind of thing more than a storytelling thing, but it, it doesn't fit to me. And it can hold hands together. Remember when they said that they would give Order Halls a proper farewell? That never happened. We yeah. went from Legion, oh. where we literally let someone like Liadrin, like she followed us, we were the High Lord, we were awesome, into Battle for Azeroth, all of a sudden like, oh yeah, I'm Horde now. <laughs> Come yeah. fight yeah. me. No, no, I'm, I'm your High Lord. We didn't say goodbye. What's going on yeah. here? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit bonkers. Oh dear. I love the anyway. Calvin Order Hall. That was so, so cool. Oh, but nothing beats the Death Knight one, though. <laughs> I just what started I, it. <laughs> what oh, I liked about the class hold was that as a priest, I got to go to the paladin one, so I didn't oh. have to go and do the paladin <laughs> one. <laughs> so Where do you like it? Yeah. Oh, so many people were upset about that one as well. Like, I get the same campaign as they do. That's a bit nonsense. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Whatever. At least it wasn't a monk one. You know, it could always be worse. Yeah, it could. It could. I've still got some characters to get through their class order halls, but. Uh, I liked the rogue one. I thought that was really well done mm. as well. Um, but well, I have fun. a thing for Matthias. They're long enough to get the daggers and then mm. out. I, I'm not good at rogues. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed one to open lockboxes. <laughs> so let's look a little bit forward. Obviously, we've got uh, Shadowlands not quite around the corner, but we've had the Afterlife cinematic. So which was your favorite Afterlife cinematic? I was going to ask why was it Draca, but you know, I'll let you make your, your own mind up. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm going to make myself really unpopular right now. Uh, the Draca one is my least favorite. <gasps> I know my ranking <laughs> is uh, Bastion with Ufers number one. Um, I've, I I think I have to give it to Arnawield for number two because it just grabbed yeah. me on the field. Yeah. Revendar third, and then Maldrexus fourth. Um, and why is Ufer my favorite one? so much lore information and so yeah. much yeah. mind-blowing stuff that you're like i had not considered this like a lot of the the story and there will always be people that are like oh they're retconning the story and things are changing and all that good stuff but it's warcraft lore it's always fluid it's always going to change yeah and in this case a lot of the story that we've known before especially ralph the lich king story and arthas whatnot you'll find yourself thinking like this is the story as we know it right now or so we fought and now we find out more because we knew that Arthas saw only darkness. And we knew that Arthas ended up in hell from the Edge of Night short story. Now we know that there's Ufer and Devos that actually picked him up, brought him, not before the Arbiter, but just instantly into the Maw. And who knows what kind of ramification that has on somebody like Ufer and Devos and whatever's in the Maw as well and all that uh, implications. I, I love that bit. Also the whole splitting his soul with the light and with Frostmourne. Yeah, I, I loved the Bastion short. Absolutely. Well, you can be forgiven for loving that one. I think they were all absolutely stunning. I think yeah. I, I, the reason that I adore Drakkar is she's a character that we haven't seen in the World of Warcraft universe. And she well, was... The... There's Warlords. Well, all right. In in like all Azeroth. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, and also because I still don't understand what... So I probably just haven't paid attention to seeing her. Um, but I, I, 
I absolutely loved the way she adapted to the new life and she just sucked it up and got on with it. And I, I across all of them, the art, I mean, the artwork is absolutely beautiful. Mm. I think Devos, Devos's facial expressions and the way she's drawn were just absolutely stunning. Yeah. I mean, if I could do a cosplay of her, I would. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's something about Drakkar just really got me. Um, maybe it's a mother thing. I don't know. That's possible, I suppose. I've not really <laughs> thought of that bit before. <laughs> they took my baby. I <laughs> wonder if she and Fro are actually going to have an interaction. I wonder if Duratan is there as well. Yeah, like a lot of people are wondering yeah. what happened to Duratan. Did he go to the same domain or somewhere else? My yeah. hope is that he's her mount. Because in Melvexus, <laughs> you can pick whatever good form. Boy. Yeah, right? But you can pick whatever form you want. And there's actually the Mount of Draca that you can pet and whatnot. And it saves your life a couple of times. I'm telling you, if that's Duritan, I'm going to lose. Pick it. <laughs> I would love it. Well, I, I want to see Darian and Alexandros Mograine interacting. I oh, you would... are... oh, spoilers. Mm. Mm, yeah, I haven't got that far. Mm. I assume they do interact, but I haven't got that far. I'd also like to see. Um, I'd like to see if Uther and Alexandros come across each other. All oh, right. Yep. Um, so there's yeah, there's quite a few things that I'd like to see crossover. The one thing I don't want is for it to be an Arthur's redemption story. No. I think he's going to play a part, but I don't think it'll be a full redemption. But anyway, we'll see. We could speculate about it for ages, couldn't we? Yeah. When um, like when people ask at the start, uh, what would happen with Arthas? I'm very much for like a stay a while and listen, like walk up to his cage and have yeah. important characters do with him. But now that they made such a big deal about him being dropped into the mall, yeah. uh, at some point we're gonna deal with that Ufer Ma storyline, the jailer and whatnot. And I imagine that Arf's gonna play a part. But I'm on board. No redemption story. Like bring him before the arbiter. Send him off to Revendreft to be certain, but mm, don't bring him back to the storyline. But that's, you know, in general. Like, I love seeing how their stories continue in the Shadowlands, mm. but would I want them to come back to life? No, not really. No, no. I think the thing is, for me, Arthur's had such an amazing arc and a fantastic story, and I don't think we need to retell that. I don't think he needs to become a major focus anymore. Mm -hmm. Um so I, I would be very disappointed if it became like Wrath 2.0, but I don't think we're headed there. Um, but let's talk a little bit more. Let's like speculate a little bit more. Because um, obviously you've played through, like I would say, all of the beta now. Mm -hmm. um, and so you know the kind of story that's been set up there. Do you think there are any threads that have been sewn that would lead us into the expansion after Shadowlands or even, you know, two or three in, in the future from there? Uh, one, of the, one of the major parts that's happening, and they also announced this at BlizzCon, is that they want to take the story into the cosmology chart that they added in Chronicles. So Light and Void, Order Disorder, Life and Death. Uh, those are the things that they want to play around with. And even back in Battle for Azeroth, we saw the Light plates part with Yirl in Alternate Renor. Um, and there are hints that the domain of death has been manipulating the other domains. Um, there's a book that, that implies that that has been happening. Again, a lot of the, we knew this story, but did we really? So they're definitely diving into that. Predicting the next expansion is going to be near impossible. Like I could tell you right now, like, oh yeah, the next one is going to be <laughs> light and void. And the one after that is going to be order and disorder again. Uh, but it's entirely up to Blizzard. There is the plot threat of Azeroth itself. 
which I would have loved to see wake up at the end of Battle for Azeroth, yoink that sword out of her back, yes. and it's like, I'm ready to fight now. That didn't happen. She is still fast asleep with a sword in her back. What? Uh, yeah, what's it going to take to wake her up? <laughs> she is a very... <laughs> <laughs> Just wiggle the sword a bit. Hello! Yeah. You. Um, Poke her in the back. <laughs> like, oh, right there. Oh, I had an itch. Thank you. <laughs> but I, I still want her to wake up. Uh, Sargeras with Illidan and the Pantheon. There is still a plot threat that can come back with mm. dealing with the Void Lords, potentially. There is the Great Dark Beyond in Warcraft, which is basically just space. So there's a billion different planets and, and communities and cultures and whatever you want to explore. Uh, that is out there. And then inside of Shadowlands itself, you'll find the patches being hinted at, a couple of threats here and there, a couple of you know, NPCs and storylines that are built up. So when it comes to the patches of the Shadowlands, it seems to be a little bit more clear because every campaign has like an open ending. Yeah. Um, Revendreth, for example, is a good one because we already know it. Revendreth is the whole dealing with Sire Denethrius, which leads into the next raid. And the same goes for Bastion, Meldraxxus, and Arnawil. They all have these plot threads that could potentially be a patch in the future. Nice. Mm. Nice. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Orgasms. Yeah. Storyline. Like, a lot of people yeah. are wondering, would, should I play Shadowlands or whatnot? And it's impossible to predict how an expansion plays out. Warlords, right. we talked about it before the show. Uh, Warlords, or even during the show, uh, Sunday. Um, Warlords started <laughs> off fantastically, and it had a great leveling experience, and then it dropped the ball. So it's impossible to predict how the expense is going to flow, but so far the storyline has me really invested, and I'm really curious what they could come up with. It's going to be fun finding out whenever that might happen right. to me. Right. <laughs> Shall we move into some community questions? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm I breaking up one? a little bit. Shall we move into oh. what? Community questions. Let's do it, yes. Yeah? So these are the ones that we ask the community on Twitter to send us questions for our guests, basically. Fantastic. And not surprisingly, this was our most subscribed community questions so far. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if I start, is that okay with you, Bricker? Absolutely. I know, I know where this comes from. Mm. <laughs> so this is from at retake control also known as verdi who is my ex-guild leader and now one well he's one of my bffs and he asks which is the best server and why is it terracar eu uh, and then also uh -huh. <laughs> asks was there ever a time you were truly disappointed in a character arc Okay, well, yes, it is indeed Terracar EU, mainly because <laughs> when I joined it, it was low population, so there's not a whole lot of people in your way, which allowed me to get the Realm First level 90 before they took away uh, the whole oh, Realm First. Oh, did you? That's awesome. I wasn't fast or anything. There just wasn't a whole lot of competition. <laughs> yeah, no. It was like Turbo. Oh, Turbo and I were like going for the ending. It was great, and I got it. I'm still the achievement that I'm most proud of. Um, so yeah, Tedokar is a very nice server. We just got merged with others as well because yeah, we're running we empty. Yeah, there's a. I think we're now linked with a Portuguese-speaking server as well, which is a bit odd. But yeah, we got um, <laughs> one of the when they did guild achievements, we got guild level twenty-five realm first. Ooh, <laughs> nice. See, that's why low pop server is the best. And and character yeah. arc. Um, I didn't like Rexar in Battle for Azeroth. I thought, like, we had Rexar, Champion of the Horde, and when we did the whole Garrosh storyline, a lot of people wanted Rexar to show up because we had Chen, we had Vol'jin, we had Thrall, 
Rexha was missing. He was part of the Warcraft free crew. He should have been there, and he didn't show up. And I think that also had plans to like Dalaran above uh, Orgrimmar during that final confrontation, but apparently there were like technical difficulties. So this oh. time around, mm, so this time around they <laughs> redid that whole storyline, and Rexar shows up in service of Sylvanas, and I'm like. Rexar wouldn't really serve Sylvanas though. That's like Rexar is all about the wilds and Sylvanas is all about, but whatever, it's the war chief. And then he goes on about how Jaina goes too far and that he will confront her and fight her. I'm like, Rexar, buddy, what? Why, why are you doing this? Like, you should have showed up earlier, not now. But then, you know, that whole plot thread kind of fell silent as well, which was interesting. Now that I think about it, it was also Etric who all of a sudden is scared of witches. In in Dusslar, yeah. yeah, like, oh, I'm so spooked right now, and I'm like, Etric, buddy, you're an orc. What's happening? Oh, witches are scary, Scooby. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's happening right now. Okay, so Rex are, uh, yeah, comes to mind. Um, and when it, like I think that they took Thrall too far in the Cataclysm. I love original Thrall, like Rise of the Hordes mm. and uh, Lord of the Clans. That Thrall was badass, and if I'd known that story back then. I would have signed up with the Horde instantly. But then with the Cataclysm, where Thrall started to teach the Aspects how to be Aspects, how to be dragons, and how to use their powers, yeah. it was a bit too far. <laughs> it was, you know, he, uh, he was a bit too far. But then they kind of took him to the back, where he just did less and less, and now he's getting more to the forefront again in, in the Council and whatnot. So um, hopefully he's going to mellow out. So that's, that's a part of it. Like Sylvanas, oh, I like Sylvanas' arc, to be honest. I've ju I just I think that when it comes to Sylvanas, she is such a fan favorite, such a massive character. And we talked about this when I did the story Sylvanas, which is a fair few years ago now. Dealing with her is difficult. Because if you kill her off, you're going to make people upset. If you keep her alive, you're going to make people upset. And now they had the whole burning of Teldrassil, where people are wondering, like, can she still come back? Is it going to be a redemption story? She just did the genocide of the Night Elves. I, I don't think so. <laughs> so where are you going to take Sylvanas? And it's such a character that works, works well from the shadows, but not as the forefront. And yet, here she is. And I'm curious to see what they got in mind with her. Mm, me too. Yeah, I'm very interested to see where, she, where her... I, I, don't think she, I don't think her story will finish in Shadowlands. I really don't know. Like personally, uh, people have asked, of course, what would you do with Sylvanas? I would have the element of life come in and uh, actually give Sylvanas life back so that she could actually feel, intensely feel what she's done and then yes. just toss her into yes. prison. Oh, that'd be cool. Yes. That's, that's what I would do. Just bring her back to life. Um, but then there's also the question, like, why does she serve the jailer? Because Sylvanas, her whole big motivation was being upset at Arthas because what he did to her. But now we're finding out this whole connection between the Jailer and Arthas and the Helm of Domination. So in essence, Arthas did it, yeah, but so did the Jailer. So why is she serving him now? Is she going to pull an Illidan, as in turn the powers of the Jailer against mm -hmm. him? Is it just a Gul'dan 2.0, as in I will serve you for my own benefits? We're going to find out. It's going to be exciting. Yes. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's the hoping, right? Mm. So if you want to take the next one then, Bricko. Surely. So at Aliander's K or Allie from Dungeon Fables asked, if you had to pick one aspect of storyline in lore to report on for the rest of your content creation career, which would it be and why? 
That's an awesome question. Yes, it, it is. is a really awesome question. Can I just say, please, no, I don't want to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> picking one subject, oof, no. Uh, but if I had to pick, I would go with Dragon Lore. That is that is my favorite subject in the Warcraft uh, franchise. Um, like Dragon Lore is some of the darkest, but also some of the most tragic because they've been around forever. They've been trying to do their best. There's been corruption, infighting, a whole bunch of things that happened to the dragons. And um, if I had to pick, I would I would go with them because they can also transform and go into different kind of subjects. And yeah, dragons. I'm kind of new to the lore, and the dragons is confusing at times. You know, it's just I'm starting to get to the point where I'm starting to understand some of it. But yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's pretty neat. I mean, short version is dragons. They were proto-dragons, and then they were turned into dragons to help defend the world. And then while defending the world, like there was the whole Deathwing, they mm -hmm. started listening to the old gods, and then they all gave up a portion of their power because Deathwing told them to, and then Deathwing was like, ha ha ha. And then giving up a portion of their power led to them all going a little bit crazy. Like Nosdormu started hoarding all these things from time. Melagos was like, oh my god, my entire dragon flight has been destroyed. Alexstrasza with the orc storyline, Ysera just stuck in the dream. Oh, Ysera made me cry. Oh, poor Ysera. Yeah. And then they all just kind of came back again, and then they tried to fix, and then storylines. Right. Yeah. Alexstrasza's story always pulls at my heartstrings because she went through so much, mm. and now she's the only one that's not been corrupted. Yeah, true. In one way or another. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ysera's there. I suppose. Well, Ysera, Emerald well, Nightmare. Been... Yeah. yeah. I just did Ysera and uh, Death Knight. And when... yeah. So he ended up... Oh, my God. I'm furious. She looks yeah. cool. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> looks really badass. Like Maldraxxus badass. But I don't like that. I don't I don't like it. It was a real <laughs> tear-jerking moment. A lot mm -hmm. of people were like, oh, no, Ysera. Yeah. So, uh, Jared... Uh, at Jared RPG, who is one of the hosts from Merely a Setback and also does the Walk and Talks um, YouTube videos, asks, what's your favorite flavor of elves? Mm, that is a very good question. My favorite flavor of elves out of all of them, I does, does Sen Lane still count as elf? Kind of, right? They were blood elves and then turned into vampires. I'll go with the Sen Lane. They're my favorite. Oh, I know somebody who's going to love you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, there, there's some some really cool ones in there. I know a lot of Blood Elf fans out there. Uh, but nah, Vampire Send Lane. Venvir. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the Bloodsuckers. Hell yeah. <laughs> awesome. You ready for me, Demi? Yeah, yeah. At Josh Recall, Recrawl uh, asked, how many paladins on max level do you have at the moment? It's actually a question. He have like a 10 pallies, 10 plus pallies already. I am pretty sure that I have every race that can be a paladin be a paladin by this point. Pretty sure. At some point. Like, I've, I've got 10 plus. I would have to log in and, and like, do an actual headcount, but it's, it's quite a few. I really like paladins. I'm sorry. I Me love too. paladins while leveling. You can go in as protection into dungeons, pick up those quests, and just hit things. It's great. It's not a good time for me to reveal my <laughs> hatred, is it? Oh, <laughs> uh, I found a lot of... But apparently it's the healing paladins that get the most hatreds rather than the red and the protection ones. Yeah, I... For a very long time, I struggled with paladins and I never got one beyond a level 12. And then I, probably about six weeks ago, said, I'm just going to try a Blood Elf one. And then I got... And I went prot and I got Avenging Shield and... 
one of my friends had told me that that's you know captain america so i was all about that, that was fine. <laughs> and then i realized that not only do i get to be captain america but i get to be thor as well mm. with a twirly hammer so then it was a bit like mm, i might actually <laughs> like this don't tell anybody because i'm a sworn death knight but uh yeah i might like paladins now <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Death Knights are just edgy wannabe paladins. Let's be fair now. Yeah. Well, I think somebody... <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> but all I'm it. saying, <laughs> Legion time periods, I show up and I'm called High Lord, right? I'm in the lane. What do Death Knights do? Oh, I'm a Death Lord. Mm, fear me. <laughs> have you, but have you, I, one of the things that I noticed in beta is Bolvar's new title. What's he called? He's High Lord. Yeah. So he's back to being a paladin title. Because that's the paladin title, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he's not. What? But huh. he's not a paladin. He can't be. He can't use the light. I, I, don't, I don't know anymore. if he can't use the light. Like his necromantic powers are gone. So he's no longer the whole. Yeah. Now he's something else entirely. I wonder if that's a bigger yeah. thing or actually like I'm a paladin. But at the end of the day, he is High Lord Bulver for Dragon. Yeah. Yeah, huh. yeah. it just struck me as quite interesting that he'd got the High Lord title. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing I noticed yesterday in beta was Talia is now Talia for Dragon. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, last name. Cool. yeah. So that yeah. makes that official? Well, yeah. They, I mean, it, it, as you play through the intro quests, Matthias, I mean, this is just bad writing. Matthias just drops an absolute clanger. Um, but yeah, so he, she finds out in a Stormwind's number one way. spy, by the way, everybody. Keeper of secrets. Oh, God, <laughs> just, just pick like, a different character, please. Please yeah, pick a different I played, character. I played through it and I was like, what the actual fuck? This is Matthias Shaw. Now, unless because he's now got a bona fide love interest, he's gone a bit cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I don't know. But he should not be just blurting that out like that. They should just have Flynn show up and have Flynn accidentally drop it and <laughs> yeah. Shaw get mad about it like, I told you that in confidence. Yeah. Shut what? up, dummy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, show, I shared that with you post-coital in the glow of love. <laughs> blurring it out. That's <laughs> some serious pillow talk. <laughs> so do you want to know a secret? I know, still alive. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, right, let's crack on because we've got lots, still got quite a few questions to get through. So, um, at Eddie Finzel SAFC wants to know what do you think about the future of WoW law, Shadowlands, and beyond? Do you think it's going to make more sense than the confusing law of recent expansions post WOD? Ooh, um, like we already touched a little bit upon what I think we're going to go with the storyline. Yeah. But when it becomes like less confusing, like Warlords, admittedly, it was a very confusing mess. Uh, but it's difficult for me as like I'm, I'm heavily invested in it. I keep up all the short stories and the audio dramas and, and I try to compile it and, and bring it to everybody. So Battle for Azeroth wasn't that confusing to me, nor was Legion. It was like, yeah, this makes sense and this is what's happening right now. Um, so it's extremely difficult for me to see it as an outsider just coming into the storyline. I can't imagine what it's like for the first time opening up WoW right now and be like, who are all these people? <laughs> I imagine it's going to be similar to when I started in Classic, where I was just like, I don't care. I just want to shoot the bunny. It's yep. the cutest, darnest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. Pew, die. Um, but, but will it be um, less confusing? Uh, it's hard to tell. 
like they're going to open up new grounds um so if you keep up with it and if you are invested in it hopefully it's going to make sense but at the end of the day it is warcraft lore it is fluid the rule of cool which means they're in a board meeting and they're asking themselves would this be cool yeah that would be cool let's do it and it doesn't matter what needs to bend for it that will always be a thing like that is the warcraft lore and when it comes to where will it go, well, the cosmology charts, the great dark beyond, Azeroth waking up, faction war is always a thing. All the realities are still out there that's going to be a thing uh, or could be a thing. Uh, Nosdormu still needs to become Muruzant at some point. And apparently the old gods need to corrupt in Blizzard, but you took out all the old gods in Azeroth. So how are they going to do that, Blizzard? Are they going to come back? Huh? 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 <laughs> you didn't think about that one, did you? No. Retcon. <laughs> Ah, all the timelines. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see where the story is going to go. And I'm hoping it's going to be um, understandable for everybody. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm, I have a channel on YouTube. So I don't know if you know, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, at Askunjin01 asked, what do you think happened to the essence of Nurzul trapped in the Helm of Domination? It is a really good question, and I wondered. I did a video about Message from the Primus in which I asked the same question at the end. Uh, where is Nerzul? And the fate of Nerzul is very vague. We know from the past, for those completely unaware, Nerzul was an orc who tried to betray Kil'jade and betrayed his people, tried to make a whole bunch of portals and get out of there, but instead he ended up in the Twisting Nether. He ended up right in front of Kil'jade and it was like, gotcha now! And he started tormenting him until Nerzul's sanity started to crack. And he agreed to become a new weapon for the Legion. Just end me now. It's going to happen. So Kill Jaden turned him into the Lich King. The Lich King then sent down to Azeroth, where Nerzul did his whole thing to work against the Legion because he didn't want to work for Kill Jaden. He merged with Arthas. In the cutscene, they're like, no, we are one. And in the book, we find out that, that Arthas has like this really chill period on top of Ice Crown where he just contemplates on his life. There's the good side of him. Now a small, sickly child because he's dying. And there's the Nerzul side of him, the, the Lich King side of him. And he stabs both of them with Frostmourne, claiming, no manipulation, I am the Lich King, let's go. That happened before Wrath the Lich King. Then in Wrath the Lich King, we hear the Lich King say, I used to be a shaman, which is a Nerzul thing. And Matthias Laner showed up as a quest giver, which is Arf's good side, Arf's Menefil, Matthias Laner. Um, so those two things in the book where he stabbed with Frostmourne literally just happened in his head, apparently. They are still out there. Um, then the third question as to what is the entity of the Lich King because apparently it's not Arthas, it's not Nerzul there is a third entity Shadowlands will dive more into that what exactly the Lich King is uh, but oh. meanwhile Nerzul apparently is still in that helmet so Bolvar picks it up, puts it on there um, and during the Death Knight's Frost Artifact questline in which you pick the, Frost, uh, the Shards of Frostmourne you go inside of the blade and there is a vision of Arthas and Nerzul is it a vision? Are there souls? Is something happening? Uh, who knows? And now, of course, the helmet got ripped apart. So where, where, where's Nerzul? And we don't really know. I, I don't think even Blizzard at this point knows what they did with <laughs> Nerzul. Um, hopefully, he's going to get a part to play. Because if we're talking about the Lich King story, we are talking about Nerzul. Uh, right. Nerzul is as much part of it as Arthas is. Um, but yeah, we're going we're gonna to find out. Who knows? It's all interesting stuff, isn't mm. it? It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. So at Sickles, I might pronounce, mispronounce this, at Sicklesitchy on over on Twitter, wonders out of all the wild gods, who is your favorite and why? 
out of all the wild gods, who is my favorite and why? I mean, Scenarius is an easy pick, um, but it's a bit of a boring pick. Like, Scenarius made the extra Scenarius for Broxigar, has always been a bro to Malfurion. <laughs> decided not to teach Illidan, apparently. So that's a cool thing as well. Scenarius is a bro. But if we're not going to go with Scenarius, there was this little one that had like a very vague description in the War of the Ancient Trilogy, which is rumored to be the predecessor of the Valpera. I'm going to go with that one. I don't even think it has a name, oh. but I'm going to go with that one. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice. You see, if somebody asked me that, I'd have to say, well, Wild Gods also means lower, in which case I'd have to say Bon Sandy, but... I would go that way rather than. Can I? Can I actually you right now? I want to actually you right now. <laughs> actually, <laughs> the term actually. Loa is used by the trolls to describe very powerful beings. So all wild gods are Loa, but not all Loa are wild gods. So someone nah. like Bonsamdi, oh. whose origin yeah. starts. Okay, I, I, I had actually you right there. Yeah, I, <laughs> I do like Bonsamdi though. I got schooled by the law master. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> At least you're smiling about it. Phew! <laughs> <laughs> what else am I going to do? <laughs> right? Find a corner somewhere. Oh, no. <laughs> Just rocking back and forth. Oh. <laughs> no. No, no, no. No. Oh. Ursoc was my... If, it, if we're sticking with the way it will be Ursoc, but oh, yeah. then I would still cry anyway. Mm. So it's fine. <laughs> Iron World short, really. Yeah, that got me. Yeah, they they did it on purpose as well. They had like the whole "we need to sacrifice you," and then they had the whole Infinity War dusting out of there. And it's like, did you really have to do that, Blizzard? Where it's like, yeah, he's gone. Look at that dust in the wind. <laughs> didn't need that, Blizzard. Didn't part of him end up in that staff? Yeah, well, that's what we think. Yeah, I guess Anima yeah. is now become one with the land, so Ursuk is entirely gone, apparently. Yeah, yeah. gone, gone, proper gone. Well, there is that. Dang it. Uh, at Porter Gage asked, Who's your favorite Windrunner sister? And more important, who's your favorite Windrunner human hubby? <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, sorry, I snorted. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, we have Illyria, Verisa, and Sylvanas. Well, Verisa, not really. So Verisa is, is out of there. So it's going to be between Illyria and Sylvanas. I think I'll have to give it to Sylvanas, to be honest. Um, although Illyria is definitely getting up there. I love them showing the more darker side of being Alliance, which like tormenting people's minds. Um, so it's a close call between these two, but I will have to go with Sylvanas, obvious reasons. Favorite hubby. So Ronin, uh, Nefanos, or Trellian. Oh, that's got to be a Ronin. Come on now. The dude led a raptor army. The dude made a magical <laughs> blue sword. And we was like, you're a mage. Oh, I'm going to melee with my sword. Like, I got to give it to Ronin. <laughs> and he fought in the War of the Ancients. Yep. There you go. You know, he's a proper badass. Easy Even pick. though he's not around anymore. Well, people, you know, you like to think that he sacrificed himself at Fadamore, but all I'm saying is we have a found body. There was only an explosion. He and Krasis magically exploded themselves to a different time period. We're going to run into them at some point. It's going to happen. Do you think so? I really hope so. I just <laughs> just really hope so. I have no <laughs> idea what will happen. All I'm saying is it's not the first time that they fought Ronin was dead and he just went somewhere oh, else. Yeah. The yeah, paladins that helped him out uh, thought he was kind of a loose cannon. 
<laughs> he was that was also all back these in the explosions day. were rolling. It had to be that damn mage. <laughs> right. And it was back in the day where mages were seeing like these these cult worshippers, like, don't trust mages. Yeah. Ooh, magic. Yep. Ooh, sacrilege. And it's like, nah, Ron is a bro. Citizens <laughs> of Dalaran, raise your eyes. <laughs> One day he will come back with that is gonna be his opening line. He's like, citizens of insert city here, and he will be back. It's gonna be great. <laughs> we we did actually have a reply to uh Porter Gage, which uh Best Blood Elf replied saying Sylvanas was a favorite windrunner because unlike her two sisters who are the arm candy for their husbands, Sylvanas is the one calling the shots in the relationship with the Thanos, and that makes her an icon as a strong independent woman. Oh, huh? I think you could say that about Illyria, couldn't you? Yeah, that's about I, I would have to say with Illyria, yeah. Varisa kind of like again in the in the books, she's much more active, much more um, mm. out there doing stuff. Not still not as much as an Illyria or Sylvanas, but she has a more active role in the books than she does in the game. Like Verissa um, for me just sticks out because when they asked her about the whole magical addiction thing of the elves, she just said, "Oh yeah, Ronin just gave me magic and I survived." So she was just sucking yeah. on his magic stick to not fall to the corruption. <laughs> like, now okay, get on, cool. <laughs> now I'll, I'll I'll take I'll take care of the children, and it's like it doesn't mean that she can't be a badass because she can. <laughs> it's just the other two sisters are like, oh yeah, I wield the void. I am literally gonna become the Lich Queen. <laughs> I sucked on a magic stick. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't edit this. This is gold. Oh. I never edit anything. Come on, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> I haven't laughed that hard oh, in dear. a while. Oh, uh, thank you, man. <laughs> right, well, that, there's, there's the podcast title. That it is. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> the final uh, community question comes from at Dormakazi, who wants to know, and she sent this in all capitals, ask him why his voice is so sexy. I can't stand it. Ah! <laughs> Why that is years of practice and getting a good microphone and just smoking twenty four seven and sometimes you just scream really loudly. Um, that's that's kind of how I got my voice. Yeah. Hi. Would you like me to tell you some lore? I can. Do I need to continue? I'm currently killing the podcast right now. Oh god, I really wish I'd streamed this one. Oh, man, we've <laughs> got to stream it's very, in the future. It's suddenly gone very visual because all I can do is giggle. Mm. At least oh, I'm not making you blush this time around. That's something. Oh yeah, well there's still time. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. No, just don't mess this mention massage oil and it'll all be alright. <laughs> I'll be a good boy. <laughs> That actually brings us to the end of the interview questions. So we have two more, just two more, which is if somebody has been living under a rock out there in the great wilds of the internet, where can people find you? And is there anyone that you would like to shout out? And I know you've said you don't you worry about excluding people by including others, but if there is somebody that you wanted to say thank you to or something, now is your opportunity. Wow, that was a really good timer right there. Uh, that was like <laughs> was, on I think cue. Siri decided to say something, but then shut up. So, <laughs> mm. Siri, please play the root sandstorm. 
<laughs> oh, it doesn't work. Shame. Um, <laughs> you can find me on the internet, usually under uh, Noble or Noble87. Uh, I have a Twitch channel, which people are still discovering to this day, um, where I stream at least once a week. And I really love hanging out with the chat, answering questions, and of course, play Warcraft <laughs> and other games. Thank you very much. YouTube, where I do at least one lore video a week on a Monday. Of course, with the Shadowlands beta nonsense, it's been nearly in every single day upload, which has been crazy. And we are about, at some point, to go into the really, really busy times. Um, but my promise is always, on the Monday, my beautiful lore videos. Uh, I have a Twitter, I have a Facebook, I have an Instagram. All of that, just noble, noble87 on the Google. And uh, you should be finding your way there. And if, we, if we're going to pick somebody, I mean, she's been giving a whole lot of love this week. So I'm just going to add to it, Hottie Chicken. Uh, yeah. One of the... Uh, one of the most wholesome Twitch streams that I've watched in quite a while. I, I, I entered there for the first time, and her first question was to me, Noble, welcome to my stream. Do you also play Warcraft? And I was like, yeah. She didn't want me to ask that question, oh and gosh. I was like, it's going to come up. <laughs> that is so awesome. And I found her through the discovery, because she had the title at the time where she was just diving into the Warcraft lore, and I was like, bam, I'm going to be there. Um, and yeah, it was just... Really wholesome and really nice to chill out there and have on a background. But there are so many good people in the community. Uh, so shout out to all of you and all of you out there at home that spend your time and are invested and just love to hang out and geek out together. Well said. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. We really yes. appreciate it. So we're going to move into the community heroes section. If you want to stay around, feel free. If you want to shoot off... I am going to leave you to it and just say thank you very much for a lovely chat. This was great. Thanks again, Nabla. <laughs> it was nice to chat, man. Thank you so much. It's, it, it means a lot because I know you're very busy and you've got a lot on, especially right now. Well, um, not anymore. We, well, <laughs> well, when we scheduled this, I was like, thank God I asked you when I asked you because yeah. then we got the date and I was like, He's going to be so busy. I've it's been I've been shooting down everything else with the idea of I need to do some prep work, and still yeah. we're doing prep work, but we're going to get there. Now, thank you very much. Can I just hit the button, and nothing will be broken? You should just be able to hit the button. Thanks, okay. man. Thank you. Oh, that was awesome. Oh my god, we have two double! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Magic stick. That's Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I cried so much. Oh, yeah, that was wonderful. So now it's time for our community heroes. Um, we got one nomination this week from Capo, uh, which is known as at White Polar Bear Mount on Twitter, if you don't know. Um, and his nomination was for Desmephisto. Um, who has incredible? I'll start again. Who has raised <laughs> the incredible amount of twenty thousand dollars since April for charity, and that is just amazing. Here, here, Desmephisto. Here, here, sir. Uh, yeah, that it's just absolutely astounding that in six months they've been able to raise twenty thousand dollars for charity. It's such a good achievement. So well done. Uh, from all of us at the yes, third faction yes. to Desmophisto. Um, maybe one day we'll get him as a guest. That would be kind of cool. Ooh, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. And then we have a couple that we've sort of pulled out um, between discussions between ourselves that we found. 
Um, and one that I wanted to mention was um, the Guild Piece of Cake over on uh, the North American servers. Now, they are led by at Laria underscore wow, which is L-A-Y-R-I-A underscore wow on Twitter and Merp. And they specialize in helping people learn to raid and providing a safe and inclusive place to do that. You can hear more about, um, about what they do on an interview with Whispers of War and they are on episode 102. Uh, so that's well worth a listen. Um, and then we have, um, do you want to take the next one, Bricko? Because this is one that um, you flagged up to me. Sure, sure. Yeah, we've got um, the rest of the XP podcast. It's uh, Sharku and Manny. And uh, oh my goodness, we might have to have an edit here. Two arts, two arts. Two arts, yes. Two arts, yes. sorry. I yep. forgot the third person. I'm so no, sorry. No, that's okay. I I blanked. Um, But they 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 just really kind of dig into imposter syndrome in their show and and there certain different um struggles that you have in real life and in gaming and in podcasting and in like all things that center around us so those guys do a really nice job with the rested xp podcast you can find them on twitter yeah. i'm sure i've listened to a few episodes and i've really enjoyed how they address topics that um affect everybody mm-hmm. um and aren't necessarily covered in um wow gaming podcasts you know it's but they are things that affect us all so yeah and they, that's, that's, they bring really a kind of a calming you know way of talking yeah. about it and interacting with it it's i like the way they do it yeah. i like their style yeah um and then we've also got we have to do a big shout out to the guys over at warcraft radio particularly roe and athalus who have created now rose done on realm maintenance he's done a podcast directory for a number of years but they now have a brand new full listing that the directory has been on the website for a while but it is now interactive you can leave reviews um it they've it really is a huge feat of strength to have um created this fantastic resource so if you are looking for any kind of blizzard podcast it doesn't have to be a world of warcraft one you can head over to warcraftradio.com forward slash directory you can find them all there. You can find um, Overwatch, uh, Hearthstone, uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah. You can find community podcasts. You can find law podcasts. You can find interviews. You can find PvP-based podcasts. Everything under the sun is on there. Um, and you can leave reviews. And we have had quite a few already over there. That's so awesome. if you want to head over, yeah. If you want to head over and leave us a review there, you can. We will be featuring them um on the podcast as we go through um so please do head over that's warcraftradio.com forward slash directory and you can find us there and all the others too and then the final community hero shout out um i mentioned this right at the top of the show uh with uh doing something incredible by giving basically giving away 10 million to buy two long boys um, was Vextheria, who, along with Taliesin of Taliesin and Evertel, had the most amazing community event. Um, I was lucky enough to be part of it. It was on a day when I was feeling particularly down, and it was just so heartwarming, so lovely to do um, and to take part. I didn't win a long boy. Absolutely fine. <laughs> I was there because I wanted to be part of it, and, and it was great. Um so for Vexteria and Tally, also a big thank you and a well done for being yes. part of our community heroes. Here, here. Episode. Here, here to all of yeah, our community heroes. Great. Cheers. Woo, woo. 
<laughs> and now we will move into some reviews because we we've had quite a few on the Warcraft direct Warcraft radio directory, but rather than swamp everybody with them all in one go, we'll spread them out a bit. And the first one comes from none other than Capo himself. Hey, Capo. And he <laughs> he says uh, the third faction is one of the newest community focused Warcraft podcasts, and it's hosted by the delightful. To me, to North, that's me, and the stalwart Bricko, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> Every two weeks, Demi and Bricko will talk to a new member of the WoW community and get them to spill the tea on what keeps them passionate about the game and the people who they play it with. Be you red, blue, or purple, join the third faction and march into battle with some of the best Azeroth has to offer. Oh, that's, awesome. that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so Thanks, much, Capo. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of our novel interview podcast. This is a milestone episode. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so I really, really hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Obviously, there was some quite a lot of Shadowlands talk in there as well, but I think we definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. That was, yeah. And it's been on the internet yeah. enough now. There's, I don't think we have to worry about spoilers. Nah, I mean, it mean yeah. If you're paying attention it's, or you want to look, you're going to see it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so we will be back in another couple of weeks uh, with another interview from one of our amazing community members. I'm going to have to go off and calm down after talking to one of my heroes. <laughs> we will have another round of community heroes, more from the world of Warcraft. And until then, you can visit the website at www.thethirdfaction.com for links on where to find us. You can email the show on thethirdfactionshow at gmail.com and you can also leave us a review, as previously mentioned, at warcraftradio.com slash directory or on any of your chosen podcast platforms. And if you don't want to leave a review, the very best thing you can do is tell all your friends about us. Oh, big deep breath. <laughs> Everybody calm down. And remember, always be learning and don't be a dick.